Monday, October 10, Toby and TJ back with you. We are brought to you every day by Extreme Outdoor Equipment. XOE, it's the place to be. They got the CF motos there. They got the bad boy mowers there. Good news, TJ. I got rain today. Maybe my grass is going to grow. It's been a while. I uh, haven't got to ride the bad boy here in a couple of weeks, so hopefully that'll be the case. But Extreme Outdoor Equipment. We'll hook you up. Check them out over in Newcastle, the Newcastle location, right there on the interstate. That's where you can find them at Extreme Outdoor Equipment. All right, a uh, few other things to get to here, TJ. One, uh, let's revisit Friday uh, a little bit before. Do we have to? Victor starts to throw things at the radio. Uh, Uncle predicted sixty-two forty-two. TJ's gut said thirty-eight twenty-four. Rod Babers had the winning team, but his projection was 38-20. to 20. My three predictions, I got uh, two of them right. I predicted at least four players would throw a pass. Four players on OU threw a pass. <laughs> Including the most uh, effective one of the day by uh, uh, your kicker. So, uh, Yeah, Michael Turk, Michael was, Turk one for one. was one for one. That's right. Uh, and so five total players, including Quinn Ewers, threw a pass on uh, Saturday. And I predicted that Teddy would stiff arm a mouthy Texas fan on his way out of the. St- now I don't know, Texie, le- uh, Texie, Teddy left the booth before I did Saturday. He did not park where I parked, so I'm just assuming that's the case. But I feel pretty confident in saying that that is the case. So that's it. I think. Mean, uh, Special teams touchdown. There was not one, although I thought when they threw that pass to Zach Schmidt, he was going to go. It went for three yards, but it looked like it was going to be a touchdown briefly. It went for three yards, and it felt like he ran for 50. DeMarvion Overshone made an incredible play (laughs) on that play. Um, I predicted OU would score first. I'm trying to think back. Did OU score first, TJ? Um, The answer would be... Think they not did. Yet. Texas scored first. Not he? yet. Yeah. And I predicted Drake Stoops would have a touchdown, and he did in warmups, but not in the game. So that no, was not very good. How about the Ref Royal Rumble? You ask. <laughs> we were terrible. All right, across the board, we were terrible. Uh, TJ and the chairman uh, shut out this week. Tell me uh, about how that went, TJ. Not well. Um, TJ uh, and the chairman locked Kentucky now his upset, minus six and a half, and they got beat. And his upset special was Kansas, and that didn't happen. Upset was close, you know. I mean, uh, Kansas put up a good fight. Two weeks in a row, he's felt really uh, let down by the upset because he's come up just short the last two weeks and really could have set himself apart from everyone had he just had one play in each of those games maybe go his way and a score late with the Kansas team. Um, but the... The one that upset him this week was his lock. 
He uh, was not happy with the Kentucky Wildcats and their performance on Saturday. And they got how, beat by how, Shane Beamer in South Carolina. How and Spencer they could Rattler. let such a crappy team beat them. <laughs> that was his. That was his quote. <laughs> he goes into panic though, man. When he sees it's not going well for his picks, like, where's Teddy's? What is Teddy doing? Washington State. I got to see what they're doing. I'm like, they're they're actually in a tight one with USC. <laughs> Oh, no, he started cheering for USC, uh, he's like, he? He's like, and then uh, he fell asleep, <laughs> and the uh, next morning I had known what the final was. I said, uh, USC pulled away at the end. Yes! Oh, come on, Bronx. <laughs> Can't do that. Mike Steely hit his lock. He had Texas. Drake Dykin is on the board. He but hit his lock. But not in a lock. good way. That, that pick was made to try to do a little reverse psychology and help Oklahoma, and I think – it uh the 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 gods knew what he was doing there and Still cursed him even more. Still got a point. Uh, I hit my lock. I had Tennessee. Tennessee just throttled LSU. Uh, boy, they might run Brian Kelly out of town. Uh, year one down there. Mm-hmm. Josh Helmer hit his lock. He was actually a push, but that counts in this uh, contest. He had KSU minus one. They beat Iowa State ten to nine in a barn burner. Up in Ames on Saturday. Everybody else, zeros. Parker, Tyler, Plank, Travis, Teddy, and TJ, all scoreless this week. So you're updated. Pizza Hut. No, 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 no. Hal Smith Restaurant. No, no, no. Which one is it? Pizza Hut, right? Your updated yes. Pizza Hut Ref Royal Rumble standings are TJ and the chairman still in the lead with 12. Teddy Lehman with 10 in second place. Travis Davidson in third place with 9. I have moved into a tie for fourth with Parker Thune with eight points. Mike Steely's got seven. Chris Plank, six. Tyler and Josh now tied for eighth place with five. And Drake Dykin still in the basement, but he now has one point. Uh, so, there you go. It was not a good week for them. Not a good week for any of us. Leeds even lost yesterday, TJ. We jumped out in front one nothing. We were dominating Crystal Palace, then gave up two goals and lost two to one. I'm just telling you, my uh son Peyton, huge Mets fan. They get beat last night. They're out of the playoffs after winning hundred and one games. It's just been the worst weekend. Just the worst. Well, from a sports perspective. You know, we've actually was. had some other things that stink. My son's car stopped working. We got oh, another like a good. family crisis situation going on with some friends of the family. It's just been the worst weekend. It was a bad weekend, but in a lot of ways, it was still great. That game, I stood there, and you know, when I mentioned it, someone Saturday morning, I said, you know, they always put out these rankings of the top rivalry games and stuff, and I'm standing there watching it, and I'm like, I don't know how anyone thinks any other game beats this. When the buses are coming by, and you've got one side of the street with the middle finger shooting up and the other side cheering, and then uh, the band comes through and the same thing. and um, It's just such an awesome atmosphere. Like, you hated how the game went, but, you know, the Holy Biscuit after the game, the fried Oreos, the Fletcher's Corny Dogs. uh, It's the best rivalry in the world, but the outcome stunk. You done? I'm done. Thought we were going to go over the list of all the great food that you had getting in to enjoy the OU Texas weekend with I your just, family once again. I just mentioned again. some of it, yeah. State fair. Glad, glad you had a good time. <laughs> um, 
What else do I need to get to this segment? Oh, yeah, this will lift everyone's spirits. I've got some bowl projections for you, TJ. Now that the weekend is over, you ready for some new bowl projections? No, actually, I'm not, no. Well, go I got ahead. Good news. Go ahead. Both sites I'm looking at have OU in a bowl game. Really? Yeah. I'm not even joking with that. That's a little bit shocking to me because I don't know where three are going to come from. Well, I'll give you something that'll knock your pants off. What, are you sitting down? You, you got and your I'm wearing pants cinched? today. Hey, first day I've wore pants this uh, season so far. So, yeah, I've got jeans on. OU's favored this Saturday by nine points. What? Yeah. Nine points? Can yeah. they score nine points? I don't know. I'm not telling you they're covering, but now, they're favored. I agree. They'll be better with Dylan back, but oh my goodness, nine points. I really, I sat in the post game and I asked Teddy during a commercial break, is OU going to be an underdog to Kansas on their home field? Well, I thought they might be. Yeah. They are actually, uh, let me see if it's moved this morning. Uh, why can't I find it? Well, I think Steely just sent us picking it with seven, seven and a half. What did he say here? Maybe it's come down. Yeah, it's down seven. to seven. Yeah. It's down to seven. Still, they're favored by a touchdown at home. Um, the college football news bowl projections have OU in the guaranteed rate bowl. That's the one at Chase Field in Phoenix. That's which cool. Would be kind of cool That's to play cool, in the baseball yeah. stadium. Taking on, um, the last team I think we played in Phoenix, the Iowa Hawkeyes. Uh, isn't that the last time we were in Phoenix? Was the was that the, that will be an exciting barn burner of Tempe. a uh, six to three game there <laughs> at this point. And CBS Sports has OU in the first responder bowl. Well, I like that, which is at TCU, I believe. Right? Isn't that the one at TCU or is that right. the one in Dallas? It's somewhere in the Metroplex, yeah. First responder bowl. I think that's the TCU. They have them playing the Iowa Hawkeyes. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> we can't get away from Iowa. <laughs> so there you go. A little good news. Both of uh, these uh, bowl projections have OU going. Well, that's so good. So you say, can they get there? Uh, the rest of the schedule, TJ, has Kansas this week. I know coming off 49 nothing, nothing looks winnable, okay? Sure. So set that aside. They're getting Dylan Gabriel back. That's a winnable. This Saturday is a winnable game. It is. They're a touchdown favorite, for Pete's sake. They better win this. They, this is a – for a team that's 3-3 three and three and going nowhere, this is a massively important game on Saturday. Uh, then they got a bye, right? Regroup, regroup. I think they need it. I think I need it. I think we all need it, Teach. <laughs> Need some, need some a rest. weekend without a loss. Yeah. Yes. Uh, then they go to Iowa State. They don't look like juggernauts. That's a winnable game. I know it's on the road, but it's a winnable game. The uh, West Virginia and Iowa. I haven't State. got there yet. All right, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Then they have Baylor in Norman. That's going to be tough mm-hmm. unless they've turned a corner. Then they go to West Virginia. That's a winnable game. Yes. Then they've got Oklahoma State and Norman. That's going to be tough unless they turn a corner. And then they go to Lubbock. Uh, Tech looked pretty good on Saturday, and they've beaten Texas. So in Lubbock, I would say that's going to be tough unless they turn a corner. So it's possible to get to six. It's obviously definitely possible to get to six. 
But they're going to have to figure some things out, and then there's Mr. Obvious Statement of the Day. It's it's obvious, and you're right with this Saturday. It's a massive, massive game. Massive one, game. One, it, it's one of the ones you need to get bowl eligible, but two, you can't, you can't psychologically be sitting on four losses going into an off week and then hit the road at Ames and be in that mind frame. You need that positive energy, I think, floating for two weeks that, hey, we got something back on track. We did something right. We did these things well. Let's carry it on. Like, you can't let them walk in here on homecoming and knock you out and and give you four straight losses. That's a lot to sit on for two weeks. I agree. Uh, One more thing before we go to break. OU Baseball has some scrimmages coming up this week. Uh. This is going to be a tough one for you to figure out who to cheer for, TJ, because tomorrow night they are taking on the Rangers Instructional Squad. How about that? That's going to be cool. Yeah. Six o'clock at Mitchell Park. It is open to the public. You can go watch OU take on the Rangers tomorrow night at six. Then uh, they'll face McLennan College on Saturday at two. Admission is free. Concessions and restrooms will be open. The Fall World Series is at the end of October, early November. That's when OU plays uh, themselves. So there you go. That'll be cool. Uh, this Tuesday, little uh, scrimmage against the Rangers, if you want to go watch it Tuesday night at 6 o'clock. Okay. <sighs> Let's take a break. You could text the show, Air Comfort Solutions, text line 405-651-3439. It's a rainy day. It's a high of 73 today. Ice overcast fall day in the state of Oklahoma. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment, your full-line dealer for bad boy zero-turn mowers, tractors, and implements. I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle Exit 108. Toby and TJ back with you. T-Row in the Morning Show this hour brought to you by RK Black. Been in business since 1952. RK Black, leading provider of office technology solutions to small and medium-sized businesses in Oklahoma and Kansas, 405-943-9800 or rkblatt.com. TJ, yes. could I offer up a correction? Please. Uh, I was talking about the baseball stuff. The game against McLennan is Saturday the 22nd. It's not this Saturday. So you've got uh, the Texas, the Rangers game tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Then a week from Saturday, Saturday the 22nd, is the game against McLennan, not this Saturday. Sorry. Okay, go ahead. I'm waiting on a text back. Got a text on the text line that says, you guys have probably already talked about this, but what about Fletcher's getting slammed on Twitter? I have not seen any of that. So I said, about what? So Hmm. not sure what they were slammed about. Um, Also on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, disappointing is an understatement. It was flat-out embarrassing. Someone asked me a couple of games ago if I thought Venables would get fired at the end of this year. I said, no way, absolutely not. But the crap he pulled starting the second half and Wildcat shows me that he's not ready to run his own program. He punted the game at the start of the second half. You are a Division I offense staff develop a backup quarterback. This is not an overreaction to a loss. I don't mind losing. We have lost before and we will lose again. But what went down Saturday is unacceptable. All right. Uh, When you look at the scores the last few years, you realize the same problem has been there. It's just been masked by the offense. It's disappointing whenever 
when even Kansas can have success with their backup quarterback running their offense. We relied on our tight end and completely changed our offense because our starter was out. I don't understand what we had to lose on seeing what Evers and Booty could do. Offensively, Levy is going to have to find a way to generate points for us to win any of the remaining games, and Gabriel needs to be more efficient like he was in the first three games and execute and execute. We need our offense to help this defense. Still supporting Venables, but not very sold on Roof up to now and wonder if Brent keeps him. Also not wondering or not Jeez, understanding why text message. Yeah. Also not Holy understanding God. why our defense oh I gotta let him get it out. Offering why our defensive ends had a good first three games and getting pressure, but yet have almost seemed absent lately. Yeah. Okay. That's that's a reasonable guy. They that, have that not got a... pressure on the quarterback the last three weeks at all. That's right. No, yeah. that's right. That's right. Uh, that's an th- incredible amount of texting right there. It was. It was. Yeah. Uh, Johnny H says, "I thought at twenty-one to nothing, we had them right where we wanted them. Oops. <laughs> it could be worse before it gets better, but it will get better." Boomer. Okay. Uh, I did hear a Texas fan turn to his friend and say, "Don't get too excited yet. We saw last year." <laughs> yeah. And I said, "Caleb Williams ain't waiting, <laughs> waiting to come in." So. Man, this is another long one. These are some books here. I'm just going to read part of this because this was... Let them get it off their chest. Uh, Good morning, gentlemen. It was a beautiful weekend despite a brief return to the nightmare football days of 1998. The score wasn't 70-0, but it easily could have been. My question to you, last Thursday asking how OU would score aged well, unfortunately. It was quite the offensive charade. The defense was who we thought they've been. Terrible! I've lost a tremendous amount of respect for Lebby after the joke of the game plan that unfolded Saturday. Every FBS team but one scored a touchdown Saturday. We learned that OU only has one actual quarterback on the roster. The second, third, four-string guys apparently aren't capable of creating offense any better than what we witnessed. The most concerning thing is that, that we're losing, and at this point, how we're losing isn't significant isn't significant as before. The concerning part is there is zero sign of improvement. Instead of uh, we're regressing each week, the coach looked completely bewildered. He goes on and on. This is a long one. Um, Fear not. I'm confident there will be plenty of positive and supportive fans approving bad football by standing ovations at Rudy's on Tuesday night. All right. Um, Let's see here. Lebby. Dang it. Um, Toby, I hoped you punted that rally fox on the top of the cotton bowl and it landed in a vat of hot corn dog oil. Good luck with the scene setter this week. That's from Fort Cobb football coach. Yeah, what did you do with the rally rally fox? Is he out? He has been fired. Fired? Okay. He was dismissed after the game. The good news is we don't have to play Georgia next year. From Oklahoma Johnny. Okay. (laughs) Um... If we would have put in Evers or Booty, and at least we could have said we tried instead of laying down. Heck, we could have put Deshaun White, and he would have been better at quarterback. Good grief. Sheesh. Yeah, I mean, we circle back. We've talked about all this, and I don't know when people join us and when they don't. That was the real mystery to me Saturday is how how there was Oklahoma no isn't more well-equipped at quarterback, at the backup quarterback position. When I understand that Oklahoma is different than where they played previously, but General Booty led the nation in passing in junior college, and 
Nick Evers was a very highly recruited four-star quarterback. And even Davis Bevel came in in the bowl game for Pitt and threw the ball around the yard and looked good. And why none of them apparently are capable of, of running our offense is just really unfathomable. I don't. I am not bothered by the uh, wildcat formation. I figured they needed something Saturday to be a curveball for Texas as a um, as an addition to the normal offense. I figured they would come out in some sort of a uh, wildcat or something just to present. Well, last year, TJ. Last year they ran the direct snap to Kennedy Brooks. Many times, times, including the game-winning play, and it was something Texas hadn't seen and hadn't prepared for. So that is not a problem. That is not, you know, somebody texted in earlier that the Wildcat is a high school offense or something like that. Maybe if that's the only thing you run. But as an addition to your normal offense, it can be an effective weapon. So that didn't bother me. And quite frankly, it was their most effective offense on Saturday. It's the inability to run... The normal offense with anybody other than Dylan Gabriel is shocking. It's shocking. Let's see here. I'm glad that Texas kicker missed the last field goal. I had OU plus the 50. That's from Mike and Clinton. All right. Uh, (laughs) Thank you, Mike. I can give BV time. I can understand losing... Uh, all of our games like Nebraska did last year, but there's absolutely no excuse to just get slaughtered each week. That's from Mo. Um, my son went, said after the game, Texas fans were actually being nice, saying, sorry, how is that? That's from Mark. So They've been there. I've mentioned to well, – Katie and I talked about it, and then I talked to some other people after the game. I said, that was very weird after the game that I, I didn't even see Texas fans celebrating. Like, they were just walking around, normal fair-goers, like nothing had happened. I heard no trash talking. Now, I got a call this morning off the air that said there was a big fight outside the plaza area or something that happened right, right after the game, but I didn't see any of that. So I found it very strange walking around, too, that I didn't just, not even towards me, I just didn't see trash talking or, like, over overly celeb- uh you know, Celebrating what had just gone down. So that was kind of weird to me, too. Uh, so mm-hmm. your son was not alone, Mark. I was kind of questioning that on Saturday. Okay. Uh, from Sooner in NC, sounds like a leadership challenge in the locker room. I have some experience with this in Army Special Forces. Unfortunately, it's best to identify the toxic people and ex- uh, uh, excise them early. And it's a bit like... Uh, chemo, it will take a cause of negative effect initially, and hopefully the host recovers. But if you don't, it will spread and be harder to root out. There's a difference between being in charge and being a leader. All right. Complete guess on your part, but maybe that's the case. Um, last week we heard the word rebuild a lot. This week I'm sure we'll hear the same. OKC Sports Media all picked OU to win 9, 10, 11 games. Why not talk of rebuild during the summer? Also, why do you think it's different at OU as compared to Oregon, TCU, USC, etc.? That's from Bobby. I do love the blame the media that comes out. No matter what happens, it's the media's fault for telling them they weren't going to win too much or they weren't going to win right. enough. For... And it wasn't just local. Like you Nationally, find... they were picked top ten. You can find someone anywhere to give you any result 
local or national, to justify what you think is going to happen. Um, there are a whole lot of people who are wrong about this OU football season. So if it makes you feel better to say, why would you get our hopes up? Obviously, this was going to be a terrible year. Then, all right, we are here for the beating. Um, so I don't remember anybody on this show picking OU in a national championship, but I certainly didn't think they'd be 3-3 three and three right now. And there are misses. I mean, Texas A&M was a preseason top 10 team. They're sitting on three losses. Yeah, hey, listen, how many times do we have to admit we all don't know what we're doing? <laughs> yeah, we don't know what we're talking about. Quit we're all guessing. If, if anybody in the sports media knew what they were talking about, they would move to Vegas and be millionaires. They just The reason they have these jobs is because some of them are entertaining at making predictions. That's That's how they got it. You know, whether you like them or not, they don't know more than you do. None of them do. If they did, they wouldn't be doing this. There would be a sharp retired on a, an island somewhere. So find the media person you like. Take any opinion that they have with a grain of salt. And then don't get mad about it if it's wrong afterwards. Uh, sorry to add to your text volume, but please, please, please block, dump that bleep hat known as Roger from wherever. <laughs> That Roger was pretty. He was calm for Roger. Okay, today. Yeah. What did he say yeah. today that made people mad? Uh, there are just some people that aren't going to like Roger. Okay. Uh, how could we know what the backup quarterback situation is if he wouldn't put anybody else in? No, I, I mean that's a good point. I I don't have any idea how good General Booty or Nick Evers is. We haven't seen them in actual game action. We saw Nick in the. Spring game, and then we saw him for, uh, what, two series at the end of this game and looked a little shaky in both throwing the football. But to be fair, we haven't seen any of them trying to run the offense when it mattered. My assumption is if they were better than Davis Bevel, they would have played. So that's what worries me. Like, why? I don't know. I don't know. Here's one before we go to break, uh, taking up for the media. It says, the media picked zero OU players on the preseason all-conference team, and they were right! Oh, actually, they had one punter. Oh, that's right, they did have a Michael punter. Turk. <laughs> yeah, it turns out they were right. Yeah, that's right. All right, break time. Uh, whew, teach. I mean, has there ever been a show more like taking a hammer, ball-peen hammer, right to the forehead than this one? We've this experienced is, some over the years, but this is adding uh, week after week after week. So that's you would imagine tomorrow's going to be worse too. So gracious, we'll be back. The Ref Network Studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado—we can help. Call 405-735-5510. We got Rudy's shows tonight. Teach. <sighs> Have you ever dreamed of <sighs> hosting shows at Rudy's, TJ? <sighs> No, I mean, this is going to be fine. Here's what's going to happen uh, tonight. Uh, Brent's going to come and be honest about things, and it'll be great and it'll be good to listen to. And, um, you know, last week he he was an open book, and I appreciate it, and he will be again on Saturday, and there will be people there that um, uh, support him, and that'll be great. I don't know why that angers some people. We've talked about this before. Uh, there are two ways to go when things are going bad. Some of you... Uh, get mad and feel like everybody needs to be uh, whipped with a wet noodle. 
and some of you feel like uh, it's my job as a fan to do everything I can to help support these guys that are hurting right now. And both are whatever your personality, right? Whatever your personality. You're, if you're if you're one of these people that feel like I'm a fan, I pay lots of money, I should be able to criticize and be angry, knock yourself out. I cannot argue with that. And if you're one of these people that say uh, I'm a fan and my way of being a fan is to uh, support players and coaches when they're going through a hard time, knock yourself out. That One doesn't have to be right and one doesn't have to be wrong. It's completely whatever your personality is. And I get it that you don't understand the other, but it does no good at all to uh, be yelling at each other for their style of fandom. That does nobody any good. So just know that you're different. That's fine. That's why we have different uh, political parties in this country. That's why some people uh, like chicken and some people like uh, steak, you know. So it's just the way it is. Uh, Who's on hold? Oh, Cheesehead is who I was hoping we'd hear from on a day like this. (laughs) Cheesehead is in Iowa. Let's see what kind of wisdom he's going to bring to the show. Good morning, Cheesehead. Hey, good morning, fellas. Uh, Since we've lost three games, uh, I'd just like to share my opinion. And uh, uh, like what you just said, I mean, for each his own, however you feel. Number one, I think Coach uh, Brett is a pretty good guy. I like him. I think he's going to turn his program around. Coach who? Brett Venables. Okay. Okay. Since we've lost three games, right, we all agree that, right, three in a row. And since we've taken it to this level – we, we might as well start uh, Evers. I mean, if that were me, I'd start him because Bevel's trash. Let's just call it like it is. He's trash. And, well, I think uh, Dylan will be yeah. back, so we won't have to worry about that. I'd be shocked if he's not ready to go this Saturday. Well, if you're trying to develop a program, if it were me, if I, I'm not a coach, I, got, if I, I, were, got, I get what I'd you're be starting okay. Evers. Yeah. Why not? I mean, let him learn. And you know you still got mistakes, three. Then, you got two more years with Dylan Gabriel if you want him. So it's not like you have to give up on Dylan Gabriel. If he's your best quarterback. I don't think you he's trying okay. to go win games. I mean, he's an okay quarterback, but at this point, I think you need to develop that young boy. And that's—I uh, don't mean to say boy, but that's just me. I call my brothers boys. But uh, uh, at this point, I think you need to start him and and let him develop. That's just my opinion. But that's yeah. all I had to say. Um, all right. All right, fellas, uh, TJ, be on the lookout, okay? You know what I'm talking about. All right. Oh, all right. Boy, that sounds like a threat. <laughs> it sounded like a threat. I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> uh, Raiders Chiefs tonight, by the way, on Monday Night Football. My class starts this week, TJ. Wednesday, I have my first uh, class. About that? Yeah. That'd be I interesting. I wonder if they'll just yell at you. Maybe. Uh, we trusted does. you! <laughs> Is this homecoming? It is homecoming, yes. Okay. This Saturday, 11 a.m. Kansas is the homecoming game? Unfortunately, it's an 11 a.m. kickoff for homecoming. That always stinks for, you know, trying to rush in the parade and all the festivities. But, yeah, it's it's homecoming this week. You catch any baseball playoffs? Very, very little. I was uh, in and out in some of it, but I did not see, like, much of anything. But, yeah, I know the results and everything, but not. Mariners knocked out the Blue Jays. Guardians beat the Rays, so they're moving on. Padres beat the Mets in three, and the Phillies knocked out the Cardinals. So Way three to go, of the Phillies. four series, three of the four series were won by the road team. Isn't that interesting? Way to go, Phillies! 
Come on, people Philly. are on edge already. Philly today. fans. Don't I love Philly anymore. fans. They're great fans. Here's the slate this week in college football. Uh, top 25 games. Uh, you've got 19th ranked Kansas at Oklahoma Saturday, TJ, at 11 a.m. What, a, what kind of a world are we living in? <laughs> Texas hosting Iowa State at 11 a.m. TCU and Oklahoma State, game of the day in the Big 12, is in Fort Worth. Two undefeated teams, 2.30 on ABC. Penn State at Michigan Saturday. That's a top 10 battle. Two undefeated teams, 11 a.m. Ole Miss hosting Auburn. Make note of these SEC games, by the way, that are at 11 a.m., TJ, because people are going to be in a shock when there's we go been to the a lot SEC of them next and year and LSU go, wait a second. Ticked. Yeah. Uh, Ole Miss-Auburn at 11 a.m. this week. Let's see here. Georgia hosting Vandy. Ouch. 2.30. Alabama-Tennessee. 2.30 on CBS. We've already had two upset specials come in for Tennessee for the Ref Royal Rumble this week because Bama's favored by 7.5 in Knoxville. How about them Um, escaping uh, Saturday night and the ending of that game? Yeah, I was really surprised. I think maybe Alabama's just, you know, they're good. They're undefeated. But they're just not the juggernaut we thought they were yet this year. Because I thought with all the Nick and Jimbo stuff that they would just absolutely throttle them. Mm-hmm. But they had to do it with the backup quarterback and all that kind of stuff. But it was a good game. Um, Syracuse, NC State, 230. Uh, those are two ranked teams, by the way. Syracuse is undefeated. James Madison is ranked, TJ. They're undefeated. They're at Georgia Southern Saturday. Clemson goes to Florida State. Kentucky and Mississippi State will play in Knoxville. And USC at Utah, 7 o'clock on Fox. Toughest test so far for Lincoln Riley's team. Utah, by the way, got beat by UCLA. Both USC and UCLA are undefeated. And... (laughs) frankly, look pretty good. Like UCLA uh, in back-to-back weeks beat Washington and Utah and handled them both. Um, That might be the game of the year in the Pac-12 this year when, when USC and UCLA play each other, which what a surprise that is. Thursday night this week, TJ, we got Baylor at West Virginia. West Virginia taking the Let's see how many games we don't have to play on Saturday this year uh, move. So they get Baylor on Thursday night. And that's it in the Big 12. I've given you all the other games already. Let's see. Two teams must have a bye this week. Who is it? Texas Tech's not playing. And Kansas State's not playing this week. So there's your slate this week in college football. We'll take a break. Chris Plank will join us to wrap up a Monday edition of the T-Row in the Morning Show, mercifully, next. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800 or visit rkblack.com. You'll appreciate, you'll appreciate this, TJ. So at some point today, I'm going to, Ask for uh, questions for Coach Venables for the show tonight, oh, and uh, it'll be interesting, <laughs> and we'll share some of those I don't ask tomorrow on the show, but we'll ask a few tonight. But you can always tell when things are uh, going poorly because 
when things are going normal, I'll I'll put out the call for questions. Then up for about four or five hours, questions will roll into my Twitter, and then that's how it works. But when things are going poorly, it'll be the middle of the football game on Saturday, and my Twitter will be blowing up with people. Hey, ask Coach Monday night, or if you're any kind of a man, you'll ask Coach Monday night. But Kelly from Florida has already sent in questions today. He wants it to be asked tonight. So it's it's much like the picks. Well, man you up. Get him. Be a man, dude. No, ask the man. questions. I'm not a man. I, I enjoy my job, so I'll ask what I feel like asking. But um, it's much like the uh, King of the Mountain picks, TJ. you got to get him in in the window I give you on Monday afternoon. Anything that you send me in the middle of Saturday is going to be lost in the wash, okay, of – Hundreds, if not thousands, of taggings. So wait until I ask for questions if you got something you want to be asked, please. Um, Chris Point joins us now for the crossover, brought to you by the Cleveland County Family YMCA. Good morning, Point. That's started happening to me as well, T. Rowe, uh, for the post game, where mm. there's enough people that now have had my that have my phone number, so it's gone to texting. Um, or or in my DMs, and it's like, you're not a real journalist if you don't ask this. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, thank you, Edward R. Murrow. I'll make sure to try to get this done to maintain my journalism credibility. Uh-huh. But, yeah, uh, and, and, of course, on, on Coach's Corner today, which we tape coming up here in a couple of hours, uh, we get Miguel Chavis, who's always great, and Jeff Levy. So if you guys have questions okay. for them, um, you can feel one to free to. Dropped in two. And by the way, how bad double- are Booty and Rivers? I mean, seriously, Coach. I, it, if I'm surprised that neither, but maybe they were trending on Saturday. I do. I try to stay off my phone until the post game, um, and then of course that was a challenge on Saturday because not even hot spots would work to send you interviews. TJ, I'm taping interviews. I know Toby and Ted are like, listen, Plank, get us interviews. We're 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 we're, we're angry at you. You need to get them up here. No. So literally, I. I sprinted out of the locker room, and I was on the elevator, tried to take it up there, and that's when they all sent. So, like, 86,000 sent at one time. But um, when I finally checked my phone, I could not even begin to tell you how many, well, they can't be as bad as this. There's no way that Nick Evers and General Booty can be that bad. So I'm surprised that they weren't, like, the number one trend in Oklahoma because so many people tended to and seemed to have that same opinion. Yeah. I didn't mention this. Best call I got off the air today was, Hey, if you're going to play like booty, you might as well play booty. (laughs) That's a little booty humor for you, (laughs) T. I like a little booty humor in the morning. (laughs) I will say, I will say, uh, Toby, and again, I know that we're all in our factory of sadness together, but I, I did, I did get a slight chuckle whenever I I was driving in in about like a little bit after the the opening eight o'clock, and TJ was going through all of the foods that he had eaten. And you could just hear it because we never get to enjoy the fair, right? Uh, and very rarely, if ever, do we get to go through and do like the tour of mm-hmm. tastes and things of that nature. But yeah, no, no, teach. Glad you had a blast with your family and all the food. Hey, yeah, no, after you guys well. sign off from post game, you don't have to rush to your car. Well, uh, yes, true. we do. Yeah. In this instance, yes, yes, we yeah. do. Go, come hang out with me after a loss, teach, and get back to me on that. Um, yeah, no, it's always fun every year to hear about how much fun TJ has going down to Dallas and back with his family. <laughs> all the food they eat, all the fun things they do together. It's re- it's Did a I mention the Holy Biscuit? Did situation. I mention the Holy Biscuit? It was tremendous. I would have loved to have had a Holy Biscuit. That would have been great. I heard great things, man. I heard great things. But 
Um, yeah. yeah, you know, it's 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 tough, right? There's no uh, there's no way to to handle this with home Sooner fans, and we're not going to fix it. And I don't even know if winning Saturday fixes it, but at least it changes some of the perception and the personality. Let's try it. See what it feels like. But I would not mind trying it out, T. Rowe. Yeah. I would not mind having it take place this weekend. So um, no one's backing down from the challenge, though, right? I, I, I don't think you're going to see suddenly Brent Venable say, I won't make it to Rudy's tonight. I don't think these assistant coaches are going to tap out of their responsibilities. They're going to grind away, and they're going to answer all the hard questions, and we're going to see if we can't get this thing turned around because I'm telling you right now, Chase Field, Iowa, let's go, baby. That's 2011 all over again, only at a cooler location. I'm we in right now. We were looking, TJ, in the postgame show at the kind of the bottom-tier bowls in the Big 12 that we've never had to look at before. So they were – we figured it out. There is the one at Chase Field. There is uh, – there's uh, uh, the fir- one of them's at TCU and one of them is at the Cotton Bowl. I can't remember what they're right. – First Responders Bowl and the Heart of Dallas Bowl. Is that what it is? Heart of Texas Bowl or That's something right. like that? And then yep. there was one other one. What was the other one? Oh, the Liberty Bowl in Memphis. Oh, yeah, those, are kind of, awesome. those are kind of the bottom-tier Big 12 polls for the ones that just kind of slide in. So, um, yeah, that's what we're shooting for now. All right, got to get the yeah. six wins so we can see if we can get to one of those places. Um, all right, I pass the stick of sadness to you now, Chris, and let you carry it forward for the next three hours. Thanks to you fine folks for filling up the text line I will see some of you at Rudy's tonight. Have a great Monday, everybody.